It's a life-changing message by the Reverend Sam Crunchy Ankara. Are you ready to hear this one? Because this one is going to see some chills in your, in your spine and your bones. That's why I made you laugh small. Tell them what happened to you in that particular season of every June. Hallelujah. It's like for the past 11 years, except this year, around June, something bizarre happens. Either I'm losing my job or some strong mental depression or I've lost my accommodation or something really serious. She will lose something valuable. If it's not accommodation to be job or money or something, every June for the past 11 years, this is the 12th year, and we shall let you know why last year they came and we stopped them and why this year it has not happened. So last year I had a good job and then I just around the same time my MD started worrying me. And so I lost my job, I didn't have accommodation, things were going on, it was like I'd spent some time in the mental hospital two years ago, so around sometime last year this time, it was like I was going off. Pastor's wife, president of Waterhall, second degree holder, head of resource department of banks in this nation. Explain, somebody explain to me. I don't understand. I, hey, hello, do I have a psychologist here? Explain to me. Why in that particular period in June, so sometime around this time last year, I was telling God, it wasn't like I wasn't praying or I wasn't, I told God I needed a covering. Oh, I but how could you not be praying? Pastor's wife, hey, you are even closer to God than anybody. So sometime around June last year, I tuned into CTFM and I heard Rev speaking about Amagadon and he was talking about the fact that the clouds gather and some way, somehow it doesn't rain. So I told myself that, in fact, I must connect myself to this man of God and that whatever it is that is making him stand, I need that thing. So for the whole month of June last year, I couldn't come, but on the last month, the last Friday I came, some way, somehow, I got to speak to Rev. And to cut a long story short, I just want to tell you that it's the covering that matters. It's not your degree, it's not your knowledge, it's not what you know. It's the covering because I don't know where you come from, from the part of Ghana. But like Reverend Zanu says, some of us, we come from some very difficult places. And so I want you to stay in the anointing. I believe that, but for Royal House Chapel... When was the last time you visited the mental hospital? I haven't visited. You haven't visited the mental hospital? Give the Lord a mighty clap and praise. Be magnified. Oh Lord, you are highly exalted. Come on, somebody say, and there is nothing. And there is nothing you can do. Oh, you can do. The marriage will be blessed in this house. And all of you will witness it and you will give God the glory.
Come on, somebody shout and receive it. Let the devil hear you shout and receive it. Help that lady. I put it on that seat. Where that spirit comes from, we will show them the way out. Put it there. Now, tell me that this one is a fake. Tell me. Who carried her to go and sing? That mountain top that the Lord has set you, be sure that you will not come down from that mountain. The day you lose your spiritual location, ah, come on, that's a very strong term. Everyone, at any time, you are spiritually located in a certain plane. Either in the plane of prayer, or plane of worship, or sacrifice. That is where intercessions are made, and then miracles and visitations come. Visitations never come in the flesh and the physical, only in the spirit. So Jesus went up to the mountain and he went to pray. He went for an encounter. He went for revelation. He went for transformation. He went for transfiguration. He went for power. He went for presence. When Abraham wanted uh, to hear from God, he took his son to the Mount of Horeb. And just about when he was about to sacrifice, the voice came and said, Abraham, Abraham, don't sacrifice this son. Now I know from today I change your name. Your name is called Abraham. You'll be a father of many nations. Now by myself, I'm swearing, I'll make a covenant with you that in blessing, in blessing, in blessing, in blessing, I'll bless bless you, I'll bless you, I will bless you like the sea, like the sun or the sea and like the stars in the heaven it was on the mountain and then when Jesus came down from the mountain but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by waves for the wind was contrary the New King James says, and a strong wind blew, verse number 25 verse number 25 now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea and verse number 26 and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. The boat that Jesus Christ traveled to the mountaintop to pray, now the devil, the wind, had tossed the boat and, and tossed it to a certain distance, making it virtually impossible for Jesus Christ to get back into the boat, to get back into his destination, to get back into the boat, to get back into his destination. Yes, that is what life is about. Life is about wind. Life is about storms. Life is about things blowing against you. When you want to go this direction, they'll blow and change your direction. And so you are forced to go to places that you don't aim to go, that you don't want to go. Yes, that is about life. The very things that you never want happen to you, those are the things that happen to you. You never wish to fail, but let the results come and you are failing. You never lose, want to lose your daddy, but at a prime age, you lose your daddy. You never want to lose your son, at a very young age, you lose him. You never want to lose your father, your mother, but while something, some, somewhere, somewhere, you lose her. That's about life. Life is about storms, and the storm will hit your boat, and will toss it, and take it afar. But Jesus Christ, when he came, and he didn't find his disciples, he knew where they were located and the bible says he began to walk on the sea my god he walked on the sea you don't know what that means in the realms of the spirit he began to walk on the sea and when the disciples saw him yes they said this is a ghost why because sea is not made to be walked upon sea is made for fish to swim in and so when you attempt to walk on the sea you will sink except you obey the law of rotation with all the anointing and the prayer, if you like, let me take you to the beach right now. You don't know how to swim and jump into that water and see whether you'll be flying on top of the water. Water is meant for habitation of certain species 
of God's creation. Fish, one of those. Water is not a habitat for a human being. Anytime you see a human being living underwater, that human being is a spirit. Then, then Jesus comes walking on the water. And then Peter said, Master, this one I can't believe. If it is you, let me also come. And then with one word of command, Jesus said, come. And the Bible says that Peter jumped on the water and he also began to walk on the water. Then all of a sudden, the, the wind increased their, their tempo. They, they became very boisterous and, and they were hitting him left, right. And then Peter now began to sink. And then he cried, Master, I am sinking. Yes, that's a good lesson for you. Water is not meant to be walked upon. So when you attempt to walk on water, you will say, yours may not be physical water. Yours may be a spiritual water such as marriage. Anytime you attempt to walk into marriage, then you start sinking. Yours may be some academic pursuit. Anytime you want to follow that degree, somewhere, somewhere you start sinking. Yours may be some kind of health. You want a healthy life, a healthy body. Somewhere, somehow, anytime you want to work at it, you begin to sink. Your is moving your life forward. Anytime you plan that this year, my girlfriend, we are going to marry, somewhere, somehow, something will happen and just frustrate. And then you begin to have the record of the longest courtship. I don't know who can break the record. Today, that thing that doesn't want you to walk, when you step, you walk on it in Jesus' name. Your grandfather sank, but you will never sink. Your grandmother sank, but you will not sink. Somebody said they sank, but I will never sink. They sank, but I am not sinking. I'm not sinking. I shall not sink. Clap your hands and celebrate God with me here. Somebody says, Pastor, you don't know. That area you are talking about, Pastor, you don't walk in that area. Jesus walked on the sea. And he said, Peter, come. And Peter did walk, at least temporary. And then Peter began to sink. And then Jesus saved him. Now, what you have never asked yourself is, how did Peter walk back to the boat? He walked, this time, with Jesus holding his hand. The reason why you are sinking is that nobody is holding your hand. But when you have the master who holds your hand, first he will bring you up and place you on top of the water. Let them say it's a no-go area. It will be a go area for you. Let them say that nobody succeeded. You will be the first to succeed. Let them say that nobody has made it. You will be the first to make it. Who is this person I am talking to? Who is this person I am blessing here? Clap your hands. Let me know that angels are here with us. Your first examination sank. You are going to try it again. Your first courtship with your boyfriend sank. This time, try it again. My God, you didn't hear what I said. The first interview, you didn't make it, but you are going again. That same passport was refused the visa. That same passport is going again. Somebody rise up and take five steps and say, I'm walking on water. Come on, take five steps and say, I'm walking on water. I feel like prophesying. That's saying the Lord. That thing that people say is difficult. You shall walk over it. I said you shall walk over it. I said you shall walk over it. I said you shall walk over it. Let all others fail. You, when you step into it, you will succeed and you will make it. Clap your hands and give me celebration.
water is not created to be walked upon but when the wind tosses your boot and wants to frustrate you you need an anointing to walk upon it and that anointing comes when you stay in the presence of God on the top of the mountain let me prove something to you verse number 32 and when Peter and Jesus got into the boat the wind ceased immediately somebody said coincidence oh yeah coincidence no the wind had come to frustrate just one person and now that they had failed in frustrating him the only thing they had to do was to pack off and go for all you know that poverty in your family house you are the only person that can solve it that is why they are fighting you and they are frustrating you but once you enter into that boat the wind will cease that curse in that house you are the one that will break it that spirit of no marriage you are the one that will break it that cycle of frustrations and defeat and failure and failure and failure and failure and failure and failure you are the one that will break it that is why the wind is beating you the storms are hitting you they are tossing your boat away but I see you walking into your boat and I see peace be still so what is it that makes a man so powerful and so anointed that he can walk over water calm the storms Peace be still and they are quiet. Bless five loaves, two fishes and feeds 5,000 people. Touches the eye of the blind and they are open. What is it? The man has a certain secret that we ignore. Prayer. Prayer. Prayer is the anointing that overcomes. Prayer is not for weak people. Prayer is not for fearful people. Prayer is not for, for people whose heart faints. No. Prayer is for the bold. You want to charge you want to challenge me? Oh, Mark chapter number one, verse number twelve. And I'll show you that prayer is not for weaklings. As a matter of fact, those who fear prayer and those who hate prayer and those who despise prayer, they are weaklings and they are cowards. Mark chapter one and verse twelve. Immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness. This is Jesus Christ. After he has received the baptism from John, the spirit drove him into the wilderness. Something happened in verse number 13. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan. And you know that this was the period that he was fasting. The, the popular uh, period of fast of Jesus Christ, 40 days. Uh, this was the period. It took place in the wilderness. And he was tempted by Satan and was with the wild beasts. And the angels ministered to him. In life, angelic ministration will only come after you have defeated the wild beasts that Satan sends your way. A wild beast is any animal that is very strong and takes other little smaller animals as prey to feed on. And so in the realms of the spirit, when you look too weak, the enemy who now wants to destroy you because he is stronger and powerful, he is able. He brings temptations your way and you are unable to beat the temptation. A little sickness and you are on your way dying. Opportunities come your way and you lose them. Every particular year and every particular time, some major thing will happen to you. Wild beasts, vampires, principalities, familiar spirits, demonic strongholds. 
those are the things we are contending with. Whilst he was fasting and praying, he was there with wild beasts. And Satan came there and tempted him. And then Jesus, God, also now brought angelic ministration. In your temptations, God will send you angels. In your trying moment, God will send you help. Who is this person I am talking to here? Clap your hands and shout, I am the one. Clap your hands and shout, I am the one. Clap your hands and shout, I am the one. Let the devil hear you and shout, I am the one. Any sociologist here? Any philosopher here? Any psychologist, psychologist here? I can't understand. I can't understand. Oh, you talk to me about blood constitution. There is something in her. How about that little stone that she sees? Explain that one to me. Where is that one coming from? Wild beasts. That's why you need prayer. That's why Friday, Amagadon, you don't stay at home. You have to join us this Friday and all other Fridays. That is why the last week you have to be with us in the prayer and fasting. That is why if you're a woman here, you must be at the camp meeting. That is why if you're a young man over here, young woman, student over here, start planning for the camp meeting of the youth, which is the 30th of July through the 2nd of August. People are coming from across the nations of the world to speak into your life, to challenge you, to transform you, to change change you to make you a success there are wild beasts will somebody explain this to me take it that I'm crazy take it that I didn't study psychology somebody help me I was in the Volta region speaking to the students of called Ho Polytechnic powerful great all night the place was full the vice chancellor and other lecturers were all there and then when it was administration time, they carried a young student to me. They had covered her from her to the foot with cloth. And it is unusual because these students these days, they are always wearing, uh, uh, I am aware, and then wearing small, small tight things to show their body. So I was shocked that this particular student was dressed like Amalia. And when they brought her to me, she was shivering and she was shaking. So I said, what is wrong with her? And everybody was quiet. Nobody could tell me. I said, what is wrong with her now? So I said, remove the cloth. When they removed the cloth, I jumped back. She had lost all her hair. Her hair was shaving with huge blisters. And you should see, you know, th those blisters that, that generate the water, uh, the, the milk or the, the fluid. If you saw it, you wouldn't be able to eat for three days. Her tongue was, had enlarged and was bulging out of her mouth. Her lips were thick. I said, how can the devil reduce a human being to such status? Why? Her story. She dreamt that she was at the cemetery with her grandmother. She dreamt. She dreamt. She dreamt. Dream. Dream. And in the dream, the, mother, the, the grandmother cooked cocoyam. Cocoyam is like potatoes, you know, some form of potato, which I'll give it to you before you go. Nicer than potatoes. Oh, yeah, cocoyam. Did I say, did I say potato or not potatoes? Life is a storm. And when a storm hits your boat, and you don't have anybody like Peter that will hold your hand, and say, Master, I sink. Help me. Charlie, you will sink. Tears were in my eyes. When the grandmother finished cooking the cocoa yam at the cemetery, she gave it to the girl to eat. The girl said she would eat. The grandmother forced her, she ate the cocoa yam. When she ate the cocoa yam, the following day, the problem started. 
hospital upon hospital, blood test upon blood test. So they feed, they were feeding the girl on liquids because she couldn't eat. So they were, oh, the girl suffered. I said, in the name of Jesus, I break this covenant for death. I remove your life and I change your steps from the fast track of destruction to the track of life. That thing which you saw in the dream, I remove it from your tummy. The food that you ate, come out. Come out. Because she didn't eat physically. She ate in the spirit. So I must deal with the problem in the spirit. I don't have any business going to face the grandmother because the grandmother didn't attack her physically. It was spiritual. So you have to solve it spiritually. Period. And a spiritual weapon that is there for you is the weapon of prayer. And you are lazy about it all night. And you come and you are playing and choking around. Clap your hands and shout, I change. Oh, you are not angry enough. I change. I change. That was the end of that girl's problem. And am I speaking the truth or not? The truth because last year, she came to convention of saints. And she came and testified. Everybody saw her. She was totally healed and delivered. Those who are clapping, I see a miracle coming your way. Those who are clapping, I see a miracle coming your way. Revelation chapter 2 and verse number 20. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. The angel of the Lord was ministering to John the Apostle and he was writing to the seven churches in Asia Minor. And one of the churches, the angel said, Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allowed that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. Verse 21. Ready? Go with a loud voice. And she did not. Any Jezebel, we are giving them the chance to repent. But if they don't repent, verse number 22 will happen to them. And if verse number 22 happens to them, that's the word of God. We won't, we won't have to force anything. We, have to, we don't have to conjure anything. God has to be God. What would verse 22 do? Indeed. I will cast her. You are not serious. Ready? Go. I will into a sick bed. And those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless, and I will kill her children with, and all shall know that I am who, who searches the minds and the hearts. And I will give to each one of you, you will not do the killing. It is God that will do the killing. Every demon has children, and every Satan has children. The devil himself doesn't come, he will always send the agents to come. Now clap your hands and say, Father, this is your word. You say you will kill. 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 Close your Bible. Oh, Jesus Christ. Close your Bible now. Close your Bible. Close your Bible now. Close your Bible now. Hold that sister sitting by. Hold up your brother's son. Hold it tight. Rise up with him. Say, brother. Brother, I am with you. I am with you. When they touch you, when they touch you, they have touched me. They have touched when it is well with you, when it is well with you, it is well with me. It is well with me. Now, now, any agent, any agent that has been sent, that has been sent, any wild beast, any wild beast 
that is ready to devour that is ready to devour by fire by fire we devour them we devour them now 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 you are doing well lift up your hands over your head lift up your head over your head Clap your hands over your head and say, "The cloud of glory, the cloud of glory, shall settle over my head. Shall settle over my head. Favor, favor, shall be my portion. Shall be my portion. In this month of June, in this month of June, any weapon of the enemy, any weapon of the enemy assigned to me, assigned to me, shall not prosper. Shall not prosper because of the blood. Because of the blood. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Put your hands down. Look into my face." And start doing what I'm doing. When you are, when you are very serious, this is the way you do the thing. Tell somebody, my eyes are red. My eyes are red. Last June, I see by orchestration and design, they worked it from hell. I'm rubber shot. It was only God that made them miss some of the bullets. Stole their car and computers everything away. That same man captured the wife and the car and they hit their head with the bat of the gun. This year, June, just around June, one of the top deacons in this church, a gentleman, the captain of a ship, just died like they cut him off like they cut grass. He had dropped off the wife at work. And then he said he was going to wash his car. At that so much, then he changed his mind. He said he wanted to go and check his building project at Tema. He never got to his destination. That same day, they finished him. I'll pray. I'll pray. Jesus Christ. We had a revelation this this year that the enemy was attack pregnant women, and so quickly we intercepted it, and we have been praying and fighting and checking all of them. So God, all our pregnant women, when they go pan one talk. And so every Sunday, every Friday, we serve the communion. The communion. Guess what? She went into labor three days ago. She's out. The baby is in a very critical condition. When we tell you things, you must believe us. What is in this June that the enemy doesn't want us to rest? Clap your hands and say, Thou, oh enemy, if you don't want me to rest, you shall not rest. You shall not rest. Thou, oh Jezebel. You want to kill? You want to kill? That say the Lord. The Lord. I, will I will kill you and your children, and I'll put you on the sick bed. That the churches will know. I lay in heaven above by fire. By fire. Let there be judgment. Hey, hey, hey! By fire. By fire. Let there be judgment. In the name of Jesus. By the count of seven. Yes, Lord. Open the fire. Yes, Lord. Prophesy to the mountains. Professor to the tribals. When I say one, say one. One, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, five, five, six. Holy words, long preserved for our walk in this world. It is our fervent prayer that this message will have an effect on your life and will lift you to the place where you belong. Royal House Chapel International touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you. Ancient words will guide.